Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Okay, today I'm going to try to answer, well, I shouldn't say try. I'm going to answer this, but uh, it's just my opinion. John, that's me, what, what does a healthy relationship look like? This is uh, the most common question that, uh, that I get, and uh, I think I've like chipped at it. I think I've uh, answered it in, in different ways, um, depending on where I'm at, you know? And I want to point this out that uh, your healthy definition of love can change. Uh, and it should because we change, we evolve, right? I don't think that that definition is dried cement. I think it is a, a, a living, breathing thing, that definition. Because as we change and grow and evolve and um, what matters to us changes, right? What was important to you before may not be today. And what will be important to you in the future um, may be different. And so your definition of love, your definition of healthy isn't set in stone. So here's what I believe. Okay. I want to start with the visual. I'm a visual person, and I want to start with this. Uh, I, I said once, uh, <laughs> I said once on social media that I found this in a, in a yogurt ad, this visual, and someone corrected me and said, "No, John, that was a Viagra ad." Okay, I don't know where I found it, but I remember seeing two people in their uh, own separate tubs. There were there were bathtubs uh, in the Grand Canyon, overlooking the Grand Canyon. And these people, this couple, the uh, man and woman were older. They were like probably, you know, in their 70s, right? So like they've done life together or or maybe they just met. I don't know. But they're in their separate tubs. They're facing the same direction, looking out into the world uh, set high above the Grand Canyon and uh, the only thing that they're connected by is, is their hand that's, you know, like outside of the bathtub. And I remember seeing this and thinking, oh, that's what a healthy relationship looks like. Because I used to think healthy would mean um, two people sitting on top of each other, facing each other, uh, not in a bathtub, but a hot tub. You know what I'm saying? I thought that would be healthy because to me that was sexy. And I thought that a healthy relationship meant that uh, if you go down, I go down with you. You know, we're in this together, right? And I think part of that, uh, yes, of course, that definition came from um, romantic comedies and, 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 and media and advertising and all that. But uh, part of it also just kind of came from how I grew up, you know, the Korean culture of Family being one unit, one boat, one ship, it goes down. We all go down together. Uh, there was no like, this is mine and that is yours, you know. And I remember growing up being very confused by uh, my quote-unquote American friends who um, had their own money. And if they didn't have 
enough money to buy the nachos or whatever, they didn't get them, right? Like for me, it was like, oh, you just ask mom and dad. <laughs> and not not because I was spoiled, but, you know, there's the, the, the pot of money and whoever needs it, you know, whether it is nachos or a new car or an education or whatever that is, um, you know, repairs on the house, that's that's where it goes. And 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 I grew up like there was a family unit unit. We're all in this together. Uh, I, I don't know if the I don't know if the word is. Um, uh, I don't know what the word is. I'm trying to think of a word that uh, that is is uh, socialism. I don't know. But communism, uh, we, we are in this together. There is no you or I. There is only we. And so I think my definition of love uh, early on in my 20s um, was impacted by uh, that, that idea. That It was impacted by um, that we are in this together. And then, of course, as, as I got older, uh, I realized that, no, there's a lot of codependency in that. There's a lot of grabbing. There's not a lot of room for uh, someone to, to to have his or her own life independently. You know, the word interdependent uh, resonated with me. And, of course, that's less sexy. <laughs> uh, but then I changed my definition to, if you go down, I'll give you my hand, not my life. And so starting with that photo, knowing a little bit about my story, um, let me expand a little bit about these uh, these tubs, these uh, these containers. Healthy requires own separate containers. A healthy relationship is two people with separate lives coming together to share their lives, not to blend into one life, right? That is called codependency, enmeshment, and it stunts growth. Many mistake this feeling for inten- this intensity feeling. Um, of how much they love someone, but it, but but it may not be love. It may be what I call uh, the sticky, the, the the two people without boundaries, the animalistic attraction from a dysfunctional or traumatic past, where uh, someone smells familiar, you know, and it's the product of uh, filling holes that that possibly we we haven't filled ourselves uh, within ourselves due to our story. By the man, the mailman's here, and so if you hear a uh, car, the uh, rumbling in the back is the the mail. Hey, real quick, this is really cool. Uh, the mailman, um, I'm waving him to him now. He uh, he said, "Hey, uh, I was delivering your mail because I, I do my podcast in my garage and the doors open, and uh, I've got my book posters behind me." And he's like, um, "I listen to you, and oh, I know I'm bird walking, but just real quick, and." Uh, I felt so. I don't know. It was it, it, something about your mailman saying that he listens to you. Uh, God, I felt so ac- accomplished. I felt so. Um, it, it was. It's different than you know someone coming up to you on the streets um, because they they follow your social media. I mean that's that's pretty amazing too. But like the person that delivers your mail listens to your podcast. I don't know. It blew my mind. I also felt very insecure, and I felt like, "Oh shit! Will, will I? Um, do, uh, you know, is it good? Do, do I need to do better?" Um, I don't know. Anyway, I thought I'd share that because I just saw him roll up. Okay, so back to filling holes. Uh, this happens because we are making decisions based on how we feel instead of um, what we can build. 
And, and this is part of my new definition of healthy is of course, you know, how you feel is, is huge, a part of a relationship, but it's also what you can build, you know, do you have capacity? Does your partner have capacity is what you both are building greater than you? And, and, and can that be built? Do, do both of you guys have the, the tools and the alignment and the values and the communication and everything that it takes for that to be built, right? So it's not just hanging on attraction and chemistry. Now, of course, there needs to be attraction and draw. I am a big fan of attraction. Um, I, don't, I don't believe in relationships where it's just logical and uh, you know I'm working on the attraction and, and hopefully it kicks in one day. Um, I think life is too short, to be honest with you. So yes, of course, there has to be attraction and draw. But sometimes, and this is my point, that stems from something that smells familiar when we were younger. And since no one enters childhood or no one, no one enters adulthood unscarred, that attraction can actually be dysfunction. And it's our job to kind of process and de de decipher, is it truly attraction? Am I attracted to this being? Or is it residue from my past? Is it dysfunction? You know, and you're going to know by the uh, the functioning of the relationship, you're going to know if it's really attraction or if it's dysfunction based on if the relationship is um, dysfunctional, you know, if it's toxic, if it's disconnecting you with you, right? Over time, probably not the first two weeks you guys meet because that's, you're going to think you're, um, you found your soulmate, right? Especially if there's that underlining sticky. All right. I thought love meant we were one. We do everything together. There, there is uh, no you and I, there's only us. Uh, this is teenage love. This is young love. That's what I believe today. This is a poem. This is a romance novel, a Korean drama, an episode of, on Telemundo. It is not healthy love. All right. So what is then healthy love? Healthy love requires facing in the same direction, not at each other. This means doing life with each other, not for each other, not around each other, not at each other. I think when we get into relationships, uh, we can subtly start to control the other person without even knowing it. I've been guilty of this. Uh, maybe still am. I don't know. We care about them so much and only want the best for them, of course, but the best, quote unquote, for them is usually what we believe is the best, not always what they want for themselves. You know, a lot of times we get into relationships where the person um, is young and kind of, or maybe not young, but just, you know, in transition, doesn't know what they want. And so in that that space, instead of encouraging what they want, we use that as an opportunity consciously or, or subconsciously to inject our definitions, right? This happens a lot in young relationships. Um, the extreme version of this is uh, someone telling uh, their, you know, 23-year-old boyfriend or girlfriend um, what to wear, uh, who they should hang out with, you know, what kind of music they should like, you know, all of that stuff. And over time, subtly uh, molding the person, you know, putting their definitions onto the other person. We all have our own definitions on what a good, healthy life should look like. And it's easy to put them on others when we're in a relationship. It comes from care and concern, but suddenly love is now limited or lo love is now lined with control. Facing in the same direction means to support care, listen, communicate, but allow people to be themselves and make their own choices. Of course, you can have opinions, but once you start grabbing, you're now pulling them out of their tub and into yours, right? You guys are now facing each other, 
um, like the visual I mentioned in the hot tub. This stunts the relationship and creates eventually creates drift, right? People start to outgrow this. Facing in the same direction also means having similar values, virtues, general life beliefs, bigger than self goals. Um, you know, the, the cloud stuff, not just the dirt stuff, right? The big picture, North stars in the same universe. When your big important life stuff overlaps with their big important life stuff, um, there is a being on the same team feeling that happens, right? That makes people work hard for their relationship because now the relationship is greater than both people and their wants, egos, and needs, right? And makes people put their egos and wants aside and uh, invest in something greater. I feel like that's kind of the turbo of every relationship. And if you don't have it, you will know because your relationship will be going very slow. <laughs> Healthy love requires fire in between. Uh, what does fire mean? Yes, attraction and chemistry and great banter and hot sex, sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, fire means trust. Because without trust, uh, none of the above is possible. So trust is what keeps you guys warm. Uh, it's what creates glue and produces connection. And like fire, trust needs to be fanned uh, and fueled. You know, it's not just given, right? You have to earn and constantly uh, build that trust so it's strong. And this means consistency. And trust is being earned. And once you stop earning trust, the fire between you guys may slowly die. The other piece to this is uh, resentment. I think resentment is one of the biggest uh, fire extinguishers. So if you are resentful, if you are holding on to things that uh, you have not started the process of forgiving, and, and if your partner is as well, um, that shit eventually erodes a relationship. And, and it's hard, you know, because you think, am I really resentful? Because I really, it's not that big of a deal. And I'm just kind of, you know, it's, it, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. Um, but what happens is it becomes like stones in your shoe, you know, they, they are pebbles, pebbles in your shoe, like small little things that you're like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. I'm not mad. I still love my partner. Um, but you got to be honest with yourself. And if there is resentment, you got to own it. Uh, you, you don't put that on your partner. It's you and your journey. Now you could share your journey with your partner, but it's you and your journey to say, hey, listen, I got I to gotta start forgiving my partner for this. I got to start accepting him for who he is. I got to start. What does that look like? You know, And that's my work. And that's what I want to do. Now, you can tell your partner what you're up to. <laughs> Not to get brownie points, but this is what you want to work on. And hopefully your partner uh, will be doing the same. And that's going to produce glue. Uh, but a lot of people just hold on to that resentment. And then they wonder why there's no fire. Or they wonder why you know, they stopped having sex. Or um, that they talk to each other in a way that isn't kind. Uh, a lot of it comes from this, um, this resentment this uh, plaque, this buildup, you know, over the years. Many believe trust is built. Um, many believe trust is built in because it's been, you know, like a certain amount of time, right? So like a lot of people equate trust with, okay, if I've been with someone for five years, that means that there's a lot of trust. Well, yeah, if the trust has been earned consistently over time, sure. But just the fact that you've been with someone for five years doesn't give trust um, legs, right? 
or like if you guys exchange vows or if you guys live together uh yes all of that can definitely add to to building trust but trust again is built it's not just given a healthy relationship means separate life spaces facing in the same direction right common outlook in on life uh, value systems and fanning the fire in between earning trust so let me repeat this because as we get toward the end here, I'm trying to bring it all together. A healthy relationship means separate containers, right? The separate bathtubs, not a hot tub. Facing in the same direction. And that means um, common values. That means whatever you want that to mean, but you're facing in the same direction. You're you're both what you find value in life. Uh, yes, of course, it could be different, but there has to be some overlap, you know? Um, things that are greater than you, you know? And that's what makes, makes you, uh, you guys hold hands and that common outlook on life is 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 forward facing and then fanning the fire in between means earning trust it means uh forgiveness uh letting go of resentment without these three your relationship will not have legs it may feel powerful and sweep you off your feet but healthy relationships are more about are about more than moments and powerful feelings Healthy relationships are built. They require time, work, patience, and a deep look inward often. But nothing starts without a definition. Well, I don't know if that's your definition. That is mine. And um, when I say in looking inward, I just want to note real quick, uh, that includes taking ownership. That's a big piece of this as well. Also, all these things are hard to do and uh, execute and uh this is why relationships are so hard thank you for listening i hope that um, you got something out of this uh the 17 minutes and if you did i hope you share it with a friend or your partner and uh use this as a way to possibly start a conversation a deeper conversation about relationships what a healthy relationship looks like and what uh, both of you guys want Thank you for listening. Be well. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo. Journey coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development. ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive.